Hello. Hello. Welcome to release. <laughs> was that oh. spooky? Um, I was so horrified that I didn't know how to respond. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Just the reaction I was looking for. Yeah, I was like, I've never heard Caroline make her voice do that before. I'm terrified. Release. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that feels like so silly for you. So off-brand. Um, uh, but we're it, being spooky. Yeah, just in time. Just I mean, in time. really and truly, when this... Uh, it is... Today is Thursday. Because it's, yes. it's the day that this is dropping. And that means that if you're listening to this, we are literally ushering you into Halloween weekend of 2022. So you're welcome. These are all your, you know, evening recommends for the whole Halloween weekend. Yeah. Get spooked. Yeah. There's so many horror movies. You know better than I do, but I did watch so many. Five scary things. Okay, give me your list and then I'll give you mine. So I watched The Old Dark House, 1932, Boris Karloff and some other folks. Interesting. Uh, Not traditionally horror, I would say, because whatever, we'll get to it. Yeah. I watched Suspiria, 1977. I watched House, 1977. I watched The Hunger, 1983, with Catherine Deneuve, David Bowie, and Susan Sarandon. All of these things have to do with houses, by the way, which is kind of crazy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I watched the first 30 minutes of The Fun House. Uh-huh. The trailer scared the shit out of me, so I was a little hesitant. Because uh-huh. it's all the things that I'm scared of, like the sound design, like the typical, oh, like, okay. ooh, what's behind here bullshit. Like, that stuff, like, really gets me. I think it's like a childhood okay. horror movies of, uh-huh. you know, the late 80s into the 90s. That shit scares me because it's like very embedded in my childhood psyche. Yeah. Um, also, I'm going to throw into the mix what's very popular on Netflix right now. That The Watcher show. Oh, uh-huh. 2022. Naomi Watts. Bobby Cannavale. Uh scared the shit out of me and then I got totally fucking like used to it oh yeah so I felt like I don't know I think maybe it got less scary but also maybe I overcame something but literally all this shit is about like a house is like a character which is crazy are we just scared of our houses uh maybe I mean my house I've come to realize has something in it okay maybe we start there I mean, it's not that big of a story, but it's a bigger it's a bigger realization than it is a story. Okay, so I moved into this apartment in late February of 2020, right before lockdown. I Mm -hmm. had come back from Marfa. Yes, where I was helping a friend move from Marfa to Tucson. I slept on the floor where something tried to inhabit my body not going to go into all of that story. That's just too much. Uh, I feel like maybe we talked about it in last year's Halloween episode. A little bit at least. Okay. So 
you know, that is sort of like the first time that I had like this incredibly visceral experience with something that was most definitely like it, it was supernatural, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and so then about a month ago now, I woke up in the middle of the night and it was really more like an instant sort of like, Oh my God, I'm awake. It wasn't like one of those, I'm having a sleepless night kind of things. I just woke up out of a dead sleep, just knowing that there was like someone like in my house and this, I got up and I walked around my house. Um, I always do it very confidently because this isn't the first time it's happened in the two years, two and a half years that I've lived here. And so I, I do, mm, I have over the past two and a half years, like a handful of times this has happened to me where I just wake up in the middle of the night and I just know that there is someone in my house It and, and my brain registers it. I can see a man walk into yeah. my bedroom, uh, not paying attention to me. It's not something that I see actually physically when I open my eyes, but when I'm like laying there and when I'm walking around in my apartment, that's the image that is like in my brain is that a man has walked into my room. So, uh, you know, now having had these experiences, like I am a life long raised on horror movie person and I can't watch ghosts anymore ghosts yeah. stuff triggers me uh on a level that I've I've never felt more terrified by like a movie than I did The Conjuring. Maybe I even talked about Ugh. that last year, but like maybe when I watched The Conjuring I, know it. I was it was like uh, like in 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 a past life unrealistically terrified by that movie. And I do think it's because I have this new awareness. I think it's always been there. You know, my mother tells this story all the time. I think she's trying to connect it to religion. She said that I sort of pointed out in the cemetery um, (laughs) or the graveyard. I like to call it the graveyard (laughs) uh, that I, 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 I told her to look up in the trees and see the angels. But I think oh. that I think I just I think I just have I think I see things and feel things but now th- that Marfa experience has like woken me up to the fact that that is actually what's going on. So Yeah, I think like when you realize like I always like felt weird certain places and then I had my ghost follow me home from Bisbee's story. When we lived together, Uh which I'm sure I talked about maybe Uh last year. Uh, Dude shows up, like, corner of the bed. Oh, God, fuck that. Just bad, bad feeling. And Mm -hmm. it's like I always knew, like, felt in my bones that there's, like, layers of existence kind of, like, 
on top of each other, right? Like right. that's kind of how I experience it, where it's just mm-hmm. like whether you see them or not, there's these layers of existence. Um, And it's just like how you could like not know someone that lives on your block, but like that doesn't mean they don't live on your block. Like there's layers. Yeah. So like places felt like I had, like I lived in like a place in Tucson that I just always felt like eyes on the back of my head. Yeah. And it just felt like these layers of existence, but some just feel worse than others. Like some, you feel like you're in there you're kind of like there's friction, like you're rubbing in their space and they they're not into it or whatever. Right. And so like that, I feel like I've always had I had like lots of nightmares as a kid. And I felt like I always was like feeling that, you know, sense of like something else being sort of in the mix. Yeah. And like scary movies always like fucked with it because it is I'm just like have such like audio things yeah. going on. And horror movies got so good at. Especially I feel like I the part I watched of the fun house. Uh-huh. It's like and it's like what's his name? Toby Hooper or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like at that in that time period it feels like they got really good at like what triggers us. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think it's because maybe like when you're having like a like I like with my sort of paranormal experiences, there is no audio that I can remember from those experiences. Yeah. So your ears are kind of like trying to tune to see if there's anything happening. Yeah. And maybe it's like, you know, the stereotypical like creak of a door or something like this. But yeah. like, it's uh, not. So it's like the heightening that is like fucking petrifying yeah. to me. Well, okay. Should I give you my list or should we just talk about? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Okay. Give me okay. your list. Okay. So I watched a ton also. Well, more than five, probably yeah. even more than what I wrote down. Uh, Chopping Mall from 1986. Oh, I've seen that. Actually, I watched that in Tucson at um, our friend Pat Foley's uh-huh. house. That makes sense. Uh, I came down at, oh, I loved it, actually. I love Chopping Mall. I know. It's so much fun. It's really fun. It's kind so of like fun. a weird action horror movie. I mm-hmm. mean, come on. It's, it's set in, in a, a mall. fucking mall. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I actually love that movie. Uh, then I uh, then uh, the witch who came from the sea, which is from 1975. This weirdo oh. kind of like low budget. Like everybody that's in it is really kind of like going for that Oscar. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's really, it, it's strange. It's a strange one. Uh, the blah. I didn't. I didn't like the witch who came from the sea. It made me very uncomfortable. It was mostly the main characters acting. I was just like, oh, my God, I feel like this woman's real psyche is shining through. Uh, The 1988 (laughs) version of The Blob, um, which was co-written by Frank Darabont, who went on to do um, Walking Dead. And really and truly, that script just is just you can see The Walking Dead in it, the dialogue and just the way it's like. Everything is framed and the way everything is set up. Such a soap opera. It's really great. Um, Ooh, I, I love when you can see the beginnings of a Yeah, it's vision. so crazy. I was like, oh, my God. Okay, let's go. Let's see what this. And I just totally recognized it in the writing. Um, cool. 
I also watched Suspiria from 77. Mm. And I watched um, Inferno from 1980. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was reading about Inferno. Yeah, yeah, Could I yeah. handle it? Oh, yeah. Totally. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put it on my list. Um, and then I also watched House, uh, mm-hmm. Japanese, 1977. <laughs> I watched The Fun House, which I love and is part of my, you know, I, I just love Toby Hooper uh, in general. Um, I think that he's kind of like unsung as far as like And this is a after Texas style. Chainsaw Mas- Massacre, right? Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like uh, first feature. Which feels a little bit more, I don't want to say sophisticated, but like it's the first thing that popped to mind. Texas Chainsaw? Am I wrong? I, I don't know. Like that to me, the... F- Funhouse felt a little bit more like B movie. I don't know, but I haven't seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre in like since I was a teenager. Yeah. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, which I've seen a fucking bazillion times. I watched a um, colorized version because I'd always seen that when I was like a kid. I'd seen that VHS floating around, and I was like, never gonna watch a colorized version, but. Then I was like, oh, I want to see what they do with the gore. It's really bad. Uh, and that oh. movie was just <laughs> intended always to be a black and white film. Uh, and then yeah. I watched um, the reboot of Hellraiser. Oh, when is that from? Recent? Uh, yeah, like within the last month. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we both watched... The two movies that came out in 1977. But I think we should talk about The Fun House, too. I think we should talk about that first because we just keep coming back to it. Okay. I I love and have come to realize how good Toby Hooper is at using color. Um, It is all over the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No blood in that movie, really. Uh, but yeah. the co- the costuming, the saturation the level. Costuming. That's where like all the color, yeah, really comes in. Like, yeah, ultra saturated. In wardrobe. Um, he directed Salem's Lot, which was a made-for-TV, uh, based on Stephen King novel vampire movie, which is just covered in yellow. There's like Mm. so much yellow in that movie. It was just so bizarre when I watched it. He also did Poltergeist, which I wouldn't say is a colorful movie, but it also has this saturation level that makes everything seem silver almost. It's like there's something involved with the special effects where it's just like there's just something that he has control over or in in his direction and the way he works with the cinematographer in which it just seems that like like saturation and color are very important to him. Man, I do not remember that movie at all except for like walking in on it at my aunt's house and watching a bit of it. Poltergeist and being a poltergeist and the TV screen and that like go into the light Carol Ann, which people would say to me because my oh, name's right. close enough. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And it fucked me up. But it was like, you know, like it's almost I wonder if this is part of my problem when like par- like when more adult people, even like I feel like my cousins were there and they were like in their teens and I was like very young, yeah. like five, six. 
when people would like play stuff like kind of just out of reach and then yeah. you would kind of like stumble on it there's like an yeah. extra scary part about it where it's like oh you can't watch this but like oh you oh, just yeah. did yeah totally that like yeah. that inhabits in my mind where it's just like oh god yeah. no but yeah. you know uh-huh like a yeah, go play in your, me up. go play in your room situation it's like oh like the kids are asleep let's watch this fucked up shit and then it's like well you're still gonna take it in in some you know fashion you're like down the hall yeah <laughs> like you hear it it's not yeah you're you can like, hear it you, know, like, you, you can like, hear it you this like is my audio the issues kitchen. yeah you like sneak into the kitchen to like grab something yeah uh so what did you think of the first half hour of the fun house? Well, the, my first note is fuck a shower, but it's like such a trope. Like, yeah, the that's shower like shower scene. Totally. It's always like a psycho moment, yeah, psycho moment, which is also like Toby Hooper is sort of like mocking the shower scene, but also mocking uh, Halloween and Michael Myers. Oh, because okay, that whole yeah, like the mask and the, the whole like through the mask shot yep. where you where you are the eyes. Is I totally mean the set happening. design in those bedrooms too, like with the Frankenstein yeah. poster and like all the shit on the walls and like picking up the knife. I was just like, this would be so fun. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. To set design. One, yeah. like a horror movie, like a kitschy horror movie, yeah. and then also them showing the Bride of Frankenstein, which. I did watch The Bride of Frankenstein for one Halloween with some friends. And it's like those iconic moments from that movie. It's like literally like three minutes. Like everything yeah. else is like very. Oh, I know. Then like where The Bride of Frankenstein actually shows up. It's like literally four minutes. Yeah. She's like very tail end of the. Uh, but it's really movie. good. Yeah, so like all that yeah. stuff felt cool to me. You know, yeah. I liked all the details there's shit tons of them and yeah. then uh when buzz which i was like where'd that name go buzz like no one's called buzz anymore <laughs> totally. we should bring it back yeah bring what back buzz? Buzz. <laughs> and then when he says loosen up will you i was like oh that's such a trope too of like oh yeah. something bad's gonna happen if you ask a woman to loosen up yeah totally she's really gonna be in for a ride I like the dynamic of the friends and I like mm -hmm. also, you know, not really riffing off what you just said. I like how loosely they play their characters, you know, like her girlfriend is kind of a bitch to her sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you like, know, what like, are you trying to hold on to? Yeah. Where she's like, you know, mocking the way she says, huh? <laughs> <laughs> just totally making all these digs at her. I really, my favorite, I love the setup of, of the fun house. It's kind of like a slow burn. They're like walking around or at the traveling carnival in the early eighties when, yeah. you know, Satanists and serial killers are rampant. Oh yeah. So we thought, yeah. I mean, serial killers, yeah. yes, for sure. For sure, for but sure, I mean, but on. not Satanists. You're going to a carnival where it's going to be all swept up the next day and they might be taking your body with them. 
I mean, they so easily could. Um, but there is a lot of color, color, color that I love. Yeah. And really it's interesting. Nice shots a lot of these movies have a lot of color, really which well. like you don't think of horror movies. The juxtaposition is kind of like sickening and scary yeah. of like bright color and um, menacing action. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, Suspiria is like a very colorful movie. Yeah. And same with Inferno. It looks very similar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and House is like, uh, not that it's necessarily scary, but. Uh, it's not scary, but it is fucking crazy. <laughs> it's fucking insane. It's the weirdest movie I've ever seen. I think bar none. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't mention that I also watched The Toxic Avenger. Speaking I feel like of, you did say that. Did I? Maybe I just, uh, maybe not. I don't know. I just know. want to give the Toxic Avenger credit. I, this, this, this time watching that it. That sounds like um, a superhero movie. It is like a superhero movie. It just falls into the monster movie category too, because he turns into a monster, but he's, it's a sweet movie. And uh, I remember seeing it as a kid and I just thought it was terrible and gross. And <laughs> there's some sadistic things that happen and like a kid gets run over and they you know melon squashes head oh you know it's real gross you know it's like a kid that's like my age getting hit by a car and i'm just like this is making me uncomfortable yeah. uh, <laughs> but then you know he's avenged by the toxic yeah, avenger toxically yeah um and there's also another scene in the fun house that is my new favorite scene that i noticed this time in which the main character is trying to scream for help through um, like a vent. It's like a fan that's like spitting around. It's a oh. really, really great audio moment, actually. And Ooh, that's like a nightmare. Yeah. She like can when see, you try to scream in a dream. Yeah, she, exactly. She's she's she sees her parents. They're picking up. Uh, her little brother and she's screaming for help as loud as she can. And you get to hear her on the outside. Oh, so you can barely hear her. And it really just like puts into perspective, like how hopeless the situation is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to say the monster part of the fun house is not great. The payoff is very rubber mask. Oh. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing a Frankenstein rubber mask, but then when he takes that off, it is kind of like a more glorified rubber mask. It's not the oh. best. It's not the best makeup in film history. Yeah. Uh, but. I love everything else about that movie, especially everything. Hell I love yeah. I love the tension building stuff of a lot of things. Ugh, what is it that like we like about? I mean, I don't know if I like it, though. It's a little bit titillating, uh, like the tension of horror movies. Like, what is that that people are so attracted to, like feeling so tense? I don't know. Is it just because it's so familiar? But it's just like a heightened. I mean, maybe familiar it's like in thing. 
maybe we like it when we do it to ourselves on purpose. Oh fuck. Yes, you know? that's it. And not when it's and not when like the media imposed. is trying not when it's imposed by the media or social media or, or life. Or life. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. It's like I can I barely have uh like capacity for it. But yeah. like I still do kind of get I guess like sort of get it right but it's like there were moments in Suspiria which I've seen before but it's been like a long time yeah uh yeah, and you were like you just got to get through the first murder or whatever but there were moments where I like had my laptop on my lap and I was just sort of like tilting it just away oh you know oh, like just I to have a little bit about, of control I was talking about I was talking about the the remake of Suspiria Oh, well, the first murder in the original was pretty fucked. It's pretty fucking fucked. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, it's like, I mean, yeah. And that idea of that you think you like like run away and escaped, but then you get kind of clawed back to your death. Like, it's pretty brutal. (laughs) It's like a series of attacks. It's not just like you get stabbed. It's like you get stabbed. You don't just get stabbed. You get cut open so that you can get stabbed directly in the heart. Yeah, which we see. You get a rope around your neck. Yeah. But also like, Jesus Christ, how brilliantly filmed it was. I mean, it is a masterpiece. that, That, that... that neck, that 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 noose tightening around her neck, it's like very clearly in some sort of like fast forward motion or something like mm-hmm. that. I don't know. It just looks so idiotic Sickening. that it's that it's scary, you know, yeah. and that it's like, you know, and then to boot, you know, you get a bonus kill with all the glass that's falling and stabs the other woman. Yeah, which we already saw, like, that beautiful wall and then, like, panned up to the skylight. And then we, like, come back to it Yeah, in that I mean, moment. What the fuck with all of all of those sets? How much? That all the wallpaper, like, all of, like, all of that on purpose, just, like, creating these surreal worlds. It's the same in Inferno. Ugh, I need to watch it because it's like there's is, n- it's so inspiring. I mean, like it's, you know, yeah, like nothing is unadorned. Like even like there's like a moment when uh, Jessica Harper, Susie Banyan or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she's like just against a wall. And I'm like, oh, even like this red wall has to have like this like glorious texture. Like yeah. nothing can be like left ungilded. In this, like, like all the black is, like, lacquered, you know? Like, it's just, like, shiny, like, patent leather shoes. Like, yeah, great. It's just, like, everything is kind of fantastic. Yeah. Where it's just, like, your eye is going kind of everywhere, but then they're, like, taking this light and kind of moving you around, you know? Like, you see a light behind, like, this beautiful, like, pane of glass. Like, it's just... It's fucked yeah. up, like how many layers yeah, la- there are like, in that like, movie. Yeah, it's like what what is real? Is yeah. that wall even real? Is there something inside that wall? I mean, I was just seeing like dollar signs and like 
effort also, you know, but I, you are like getting, you know, there again, like when I was talking about three women in the frescoes, it's like a painted wall. My God, every movie should (laughs) like the, like with the lilies and the knob, right. That like painted fresco style wall. Right. I was just like, oh, like it's just like everything's like so lush. And you would think like nothing bad can happen here. Yeah. But then like the lighting and fucking the goblin soundtrack just like take your brain. I know. I had to listen to Lift I just off. I put on I put on Goblin the next day just because I needed to. It's such it's so good. Oh my god, it scares the shit out of me. Especially because like the <laughs> me, movie first starts first thing in the morning getting ready for work, just listening to the <laughs> Suspiria soundtrack. Because it's like it starts in the beginning and it's like very like heavy on top uh-huh. of the sound design of the film. Yeah. And it's like and it goes on for a long time. So you kind of think like the whole movie is going to have right. this heavy, eerie, well, like guttural soundtrack. But then it does drop out and you're kind of like, OK, like a little bit of relief because I was like on pins and needles, like my hair was standing on end. Well, that's like but then you part. get a little relief and then it. It's so brilliant because yeah. then it ramps up Well, to like make your heart beat like a little bit faster. Uh, someone told me, a friend of mine told me, and I didn't look this up, but I, I believe my friend. I think it was mm-hmm. like, I don't know, eight tracks or something like that. Basically, the sound design was, was intended to be exa- do exactly what it did to you. You know, like the most normal sounds were meant to be just amplified to the nth degree. Like when she yeah. walks out of the airport and those <sighs> those doors open and it's just like, just like super loud. Mm-hmm. He saw it in, my friend that was telling me this, saw it in Los Angeles in the theater and they had put it, they they had it at the volume in which Dario Argento intended it to be. And he said that it was oh, just absolutely unnerving. <laughs> I would maybe die. Like I might you have might. not survived that screening. Yeah. I really feel like complete when sound gets really intense, divorce from my body. And also like my head might just pop <laughs> oh off and like God. float. <laughs> yeah. It's so insane. Like I'm just like super sensitive. And oh, I, I don't know. But it like uh, it did something for me where it's like I didn't want to turn. It's not like I wanted to turn Suspiria off at any point. Right. Like I was freaked, but I was like riveted. Yeah. People hated the remake. I, I think there's like it's one of those movies where there's just two very distinct camps of people who like absolutely hate it or absolutely love it. I'm like, well, I heard the production design and all of that was pretty fantastic, but it also yeah, seemed like it was really, like gorier, grosser. I mean, yeah, not not really. Oh, okay. No, I mean, there's the one. There's one really brutal death. Yeah. Um, but it does not take the same color palette. It's much more. It's late seventies. It's set. So. You know, this was made in 1977. Right. Right. The original. Uh, And then this remake, I believe, is set in 1979. And it's, uh, you know, it's in 
East Berlin. I think they're on yeah. the east. I think they're on the east side of the wall. And everything is very brown. So oh, it just has it's a not different like poppy saturated. No, it's, and, and everybody was, you know, that was I, I read a lot of criticism of it that really like was like, well, how could you make Suspiria and not make it colorful? And it's like, well, because it's a different vision. How about that? Well, I that kind of makes me have no interest because like. I don't know. There's something. Oh, I mean, still, I love like Technicolor does, and all yeah. of that. It's I'm still, just like a sucker for it. But that's the thing is that it takes it takes its color palette very seriously. The same way mm-hmm. that the original one does. So it is very specific. It, oh, okay. uh, it definitely, definitely works. That that movie has its own beautiful aesthetic. Merit. OK. Yeah. And it's it's well, it's it's a little overwrought. You know, there's there's a little bit too much going on storyline wise that's kind of unnecessary. You know, they could really just chop out a whole like chunk um, and pair it and could have pared it down a little. I feel like the director's cut of that movie should be like the shorter version where they just cut out like well, one of these storylines of like long ass movies where like Suspiria is like an hour and a half. And it's like, right. It's perfect for you know, fucking editing. Like everyone wants to make these long ass movies. I don't understand it. Chopping mall, 85 minutes. Fuck. Yeah. Keep it like, you know, (laughs) chop it down, chop it, take a note from chopping mall, Mall. chop it down. Well, uh, the cinematographer from, uh, Suspiria, I think worked with Argento a bunch, worked with Antonioni, our guy, Ah, but opposite, color palette as we're talking about i wonder yeah. like because he did the passenger which is like very like earthy okay yeah and then did this so obviously that dude's versatile but yeah you got i thought that was interesting because antonioni is very specific with color and this is very specific with color but yeah the movies are very different as yeah. far as palette inferno is in the same world as Suspiria, but it also feels like a different movie and it is mm-hmm. like Part of the Dario Argento witch trilogy, so okay. we we follow uh, another witch storyline that's set in New York City. Um, I do love witches. And yeah, New York City. and these witches I'll check are. That out. Yeah, it's good. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. It's so it's it's also it's just very strange too. You know, a, a lot like. Watched a lot of strange stuff, you know, yeah. like the fun house has its own level of surrealism. The blob is super weird because it's like this whole small town vibe. Um, it's very much like if the blob ate everybody from Friday night lights. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, but then of course, also out in 1977 was Hausu. Oh, and before we move on, though, oh, I just yeah. have to point out. So, like, our star of Suspiria, Jessica Harper, yeah. does she not just look exactly like fucking Sally Field? She kind of That's looks all. like a cross between Sally Fields and Sally Struthers for me. Oh, OK. I could see that. That's all. We could talk yep. about it. That's it. 
<laughs> it was tripping me out as well. Yeah. I mean, she does look like somebody that maybe takes Boniva today. Oh, well, yes, for you know? sure. Oh, she, I looked up her filmography and uh, she did a bunch of horror shit, but then like she's still working and she's like yeah. in her 70s. She has a cameo. That's pretty cool. She, she makes a cameo in the remake. Oh, cool. Yeah. It looks the same. Like Sally Field? Like Sally Field, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who I oh. did, um, who I watched a, a Halloween episode of King of the Hill and uh, Sally Field was the voice of the woman who was trying to have uh, Halloween canceled. Oh, well, that's more Sally Field style. I can't see Sally Field in a horror movie, but I have because I saw her in Suspiria. Yeah, in your mind. I could see <laughs> yeah. her in, I could, I feel like she's definitely done some sort of thriller a la um, Deceived, which we talked about at length in the Goldie oh, Hawn, yeah. Melanie Griffith yeah. mini episode. Yeah, you're not a fan. Oh, I'm a fan slash not a fan. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like so bad, it's good. It's just like outlandish. Yeah. Yeah, watch that for Halloween. If you, if you, uh, if you get too freaked out by like a, a a regular ass horror movie, go thriller and just watch Deceived, starring Goldie Hawn and John Hurt. I mean, oh. I like a thriller. Or you could watch Hosu because oh, it yeah. is not scary. It is just unabashed, bizarre fun. It is like Sesame Street for like. Uh, about possession and yeah. murder. I <laughs> let's see. What did I? What did I write down here? Um, I said this is the weirdest movie I've ever seen. I wrote down Slumber Party Massacre because uh, there's a well, group I've of, seen right. Uh huh. Gave you nightmares. Yeah. My, my fault. <laughs> I, I apologize. <laughs> um. So lots of crazy like ribs and jabs and references. I felt like it was definitely making some commentary on America. Um, the It was like a hodgepodge of like so much culture, like uh-huh. just insane. And like very late 70s and that like flower traveling band, Japanese, like yeah. rock and roll. Oh, it was like so fun. Like some of that right. stuff. There's and the, this director, he started out as like an ad, a commercial um, ad director. Yeah. Nobuhiko which is fucking Obayashi. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it makes sense because it's very fast. Like everything's just like this and that and the other thing. Right. Sparkly. Uh, there's the there's the statement that the composer father makes where he talks about how mm-hmm. um, Leone said that his oh, work yeah. was better than um, Maricani. Yeah. <laughs> which is like a bold, that's a really bold statement. Very bold. Yeah. Um, oh, the stepmother, the stepmother was like looking very old Hollywood. Oh, yeah. With like the wind machine just, just blowing yeah, her scarf. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, this movie rules. There's a cat named Blanche. Yes, I love this movie. Yeah, it like blew my mind. Uh, it's like, uh, 
another at, at another moment we're going we're traveling through this thing and i'm like thinking oh my god this is like the fucking brady bunch hell yeah no there's definitely some brady bunch and then they meet up with that and then they meet up with the aunt who has the cat named blanche and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden i'm thinking about the facts of life where it's like this group oh. of girls with an older like matriarch woman yeah um but I mean, aesthetically, it's just like all over the place. <sighs> it's like a collage. It's everything I love. Yeah, it's totally like a collage. Yeah, nothing like looks real. Like the cat real. drawings all over the house. Like everything like flying and like yeah. ridiculous special effects. Like the, the backdrops. It's so that satisfying. Are like the backdrops in that whole scene with uh, Gorgeous and her father oh the yeah they all have ridiculous the, names yeah and the stepmother when they're on that like you know that that patio like oh yeah there's so super, many painted like, backdrops just very douglas cirque imitation yep. of life like super super duper technicolor saturated wild <gasps> background yeah it's just I like it's it. it's its own universe yeah, it's so hard to even like. Talk I mean, it's about. got a really well. You know, his the director's daughter came up with the. Yeah, and she's in it for a second. Oh, okay. At the shoe, there's like a where they're at the shoe stand. They're like making shoes for a second. Mm-hmm. Like the do- or the doctor, the teacher is like gets the bucket stuck on his butt and then the kid like plays drums <laughs> on the bucket. Oh yeah. Uh, you have to see this movie anyone that hasn't. Uh, yeah. It's that's <laughs> like so three stooges. Yeah, but she's like and there's like all that like stop motion like funny. Oh, it's so great. Like you get everything in this movie. Yeah. But there's like a girl sitting down with some like red ballet shoes at like a shoe repair shop. And that's like okay. his daughter. And yeah. he did say he was like making a movie that was like kids, like their idea of like right. a horror, whatever. Yeah. I don't even think he said horror, but like it's totally like detached from like any kind of. Right. Rationality or like how things would go to the point where I was like, what the fuck? Like, am I following this movie? And it's like, who cares? Like, just go. Yeah. I mean, don't try to sort it out. The the story is quite is quite simple, but it's hard to follow because you're just so overwhelmed. Well, you're trying to make it make sense. Like, what are the rules of this? (laughs) Yeah. Like, what are the rules of this world where she has to, like, eat? unmarried gals to whatever's happening with her but she's dead and already but it's just like she's living on and marrying all or marrying uh eating all the unmarried girls that are murdering mostly and then people are getting set on fire killed by pianos the house is like a whole well that's that's murder that's the thing so uh everything Everybody is getting killed. So mm-hmm. anybody who Very gets quickly, anybody who gets eaten, uh, they are being murdered by someone else who has been trapped in the house. So the mm-hmm. piano is haunted by the person that. Oh, fuck. That it became the one girl becomes the clock. 
Yeah. Remember she when she's ground like up. where she's yeah. like stuck in the clock? Sweetie. Yeah. Or whatever her name is. And Sweet. then the one. Yeah. The one girl gets beat to death by the mattresses. Yeah. I think that's that's sweet. Oh, yeah, you're right. Who gets yeah. ground up by the clock? Their names are yeah, a lot. Like, I was trying uh, to keep track. So they see, do try gorgeous. to show us. They're like walking down the lane and they'll like highlight one and like, you know, this halo yeah. of light. And it's like her name. Gorgeous or prof or kung fu. Right. It's like prof very is cute. the professor uh, nerdy one with glasses. Mac. Yeah, they're all very archetypal. Yeah, there's the chubby girl named Mac, like stomach. Yeah, which she's not chubby. What are we talking no, about? No, I know. She's <laughs> chubby by Japanese 1977 standards. Yeah. Whose, you know, head comes out of the well and bites another girl on the butt. Yeah. Oh, my God. This movie so, fucking rules. Yeah. So anybody who dies, anybody who is eaten, they they become uh, an element of the house. Oh my God, I did not pick that up. Yeah. I love I that. Was, uh, I will admit, I watched this movie very high and it was very fun. Ooh, I wish I could get high. Yeah, it was fun. Seems like a good movie to be and I'd stoned seen it, for. I had seen it many times, but this was, yes, I was high, but also like, because we've been doing this podcast, like I watch movies differently now. Yeah. Uh, not consciously. It's just, you know, when you practice something, then you just get better at it. So, you know, yeah, we talk about these movies and that's a form of practicing watching them, you know? Yeah. So. I mean, I watched this one on my projector. I didn't even screenshot or take notes. So I was, you know, really. Yeah. This is the only one that I started taking notes on. Um, Yeah. I mean, I want to go back. I mean, I I have to go back. I was so inspired by it. Yeah. I am so inspired by it. Like, this is like totally my kind of sensibility already like this one watching this in Suspiria I'm like this is kind of like the this is like what really scratches an itch for me aesthetically yeah Yeah, you should watch Inferno too I got to now it's so crazy it's like just when you think that Suspiria is the craziest movie that you've seen and then you watch um uh, and then you watch House yes and they came out and they came out experience yeah and they came out in the same year you know I'm like 1997 is a great year for creativity. 77. That's what I said. You said 97. Oh, well, that too. <laughs> yeah, totally. I thought I said 77. 1997 was the best year. <laughs> you may, I, I don't 11. know, maybe, maybe I misheard I might, you. I mean, maybe I drew my best shit when I was 11. Maybe. So maybe for me that's true. But he was making a whole, um, you know, sort of allegory to... Uh, those that experienced World War II because he was seven when yeah. Hiroshima happened. Did you hear yeah. about this? Um, no, I, I think 
maybe I, I did watch a little a few of the extra things, but I did write down that like one of the girls makes a statement when they do show like a cutaway of the atomic bomb dropping. Right. She, says she it, like looks like cotton candy. It looks something. like cotton candy. Yeah, he was like like, kind of making a point that like some people just weren't, you know, like there's this generational divide between people that were like, you know, truly affected their psyches, like all their friends dead, like, you know, that divide between the two generations. Right. That were like, you know, not very far apart because like we forget so fucking quickly. So it's like there's a lot of that running through that film, according to like him and then you know people uh extrapolate a lot on like which parts of the movie sort of represent that right but it's like oh shit like there's like deeper meaning to this movie that's very you know kind of like a i don't know we're frolicking a bit through murder in this film frolicking oh yeah for sure yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. we're yeah. even the girls are just like, oh, they're gone. What's happening? Like they're like disoriented right. a bit, but they're kind of right. just like moving on with their little lives. Yeah. Like the house is shut in around them and they're just sort of like living. Right. I mean in the in-between, which is know. maybe like part of war also, like living through war. Well, I sure. I mean, it it's certainly not without its elements of horror. And it 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 does because of this wild ride that it takes you on. And it's very much like, you know, a fun house. Um, yeah. Super over the top with like all of the crazy special effects, animation and like <laughs> video stuff. But, you know, you do get into the piano munching is like is my so favorite. Crazy. Like there's just like a leg here and like, yeah, it I love, makes no fucking sense. Or just like, 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 uh, you know, a third of her torso. Yeah. With her belly button, you know. Um, but then I also, you know, it, it, inevitably the house fills up with blood mm-hmm. that is like spewing out of the mouth of a painting of a cat. The cat named Blanche. Which really the cat is like a huge piece of it, which is very fun. Yeah. But then we like tie it up all in this weird bow about how like your loved ones live on within side, like from within inside you. Right. Like what? Like what just happened? All this murder happened. And then it's like, oh, but they live on because. <laughs> yeah. You're still here. It's like, what? What just happened? Oh, OK, I guess. <laughs> OK, uh, you just burned your stepmom. Stepmommy's all burnt oh, up Oh, yeah, in that's right. That's right. But I she don't know, invites, I guess. She invites, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah, Everything's she, lovely. Yeah, I forgot about her. Yeah, one of the characters just becomes the replacement for the villain. Right. You know, she becomes the old woman that's living in the house. Uh, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's so good. Uh, you know, if you haven't like, seen it, you have to fucking see it. There's the Everyone small, needs to see this movie. Yeah. There's the small town at the, at the bottom of the hill. Very much like Dracula. Oh, yeah. You know, like this house is like up on a hill. It's very much like Castle Dracula. There's this little town uh, where there are no young girls. 
No, because they've all been munched up. Yep. They've all been eaten and turned into furniture. That will eat you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so crazy. I mean, what would have happened? The house wastes no time. I mean, would I have just been, would my body have, would I have just been, if I were there as me, Mm -hmm. if I was was with this gang of like Japanese schoolgirls, would I have watched all of it (laughs) happen or would I have been murdered and thrown off the property? Oh, I don't think I would have been allowed to become part of it. I I was kind of curious about um, when the stepmom showed up because I'm like, well, did they get married? Because she might be a married woman, in which case can she survive? Well, I also sort of equated it to like virgins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People love to fuck with a virgin. They love it. They sure do. Such a thing. Yeah. Hocus Pocus movies yeah. all about fucking virgins. I saw that We're movie one time. With virginity. I didn't even finish it. I didn't really like Hocus Pocus. Somebody's going to send me fucking. What? I am going to get hate <laughs> mail. I, uh, I love it. You know but... how many times I've gotten my gay card revoked because I've said that I hate Hocus Pocus. Oh I don't hate Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I just don't have anything for Hocus Pocus. And when I was watching it, I was like, how many fucking times are they going to say the word virgin? Oh, yeah. It is weird because that was like such a slumber party like movie when I was a kid. Like, yeah. And all that talk about virginity. It's like kind of interesting that it was like, oh, 10 year old girls talk about this. You know, yeah, and they're thing. also it's like the virginity is related to the boy. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. We're obsessed. Oh, or I also we watched opposite of virginity. I okay, so I have been watching on Shutter, which if you are a horror fan, uh, I, I recommend. It. I would totally recommend. It's really great. Streaming platform with it's just really well curated. Um, and there is the, you know, I think any horror fan has seen one of those lists where it's like the one that's like airing now an episode at a time is the 101 uh, most horrifying horror movie moments or something like that. And oh. um it has introduced me to the fact that um, horror didn't get bad. I just uh, doubted it. So there's oh. a lot of like modern horror that I just sort of dismissed because like horror got so bad, you know, like I wasn't into the whole saw thing. And the oh, whole yeah. final destination Ugh. thing. I just can't, yeah, do, I, I, you know, or, or like the total like gross out fest of like hostile. Um, yeah, I so don't get like the merit sort of, of those. Like, I don't get. Yeah, we're talking I mean, about these beautiful horror movies that we watched this week. And it's like, what? I well, don't know. I did, I'm, I did aesthetically, watch, what are they doing? I did watch It Follows, which is from mm-hmm. 2015. And it is about, it's so crazy, uh, really subtle, definitely has a style, 
Um, it has. Okay, so you pass on. It's very much like an STI. Mm-hmm. Like if you have sex with a person that has this thing, they have they've passed it on to you. And it's basically okay. this unexplained sort of spirit that will follow you until it catches you and kills you. Oh, God. But then once that person is dead, it goes back to the, per- the, the person before in line. So hmm. it's just. Complicated. It's not as complicated as I'm making it sound, but it it's really good. I was like really surprised. It was like surprising. I was like really surprised, you know, just because I didn't think good movies, good horror movies came out in 2015, you know, just because I stopped paying attention to new stuff. But But I feel like stuff is coming out now. Like all these like a two four has like all these hot, horror movies and yeah i like, like i this, just like, always think i'm too scared but now i'm like i don't know i watched some horror movies and i didn't fucking you could have deal nightmares. you could probably deal with it follows and i think you would really enjoy it or i think it's like see, the, <laughs> the tricky like, jump scare bullshit that i can't right. really get down yeah. with i think that's what it is and you know that's like 80s yeah. 90s yeah, i mean i I do feel like maybe there's probably jump scare stuff in it follows, but really it's more the premise that is like, is, is impressive. And it's also like very, like, we're not going to tell you what's happening. You know, there's like, they don't go into some dumb, like, like they don't find a book, you know, you know, some ancient book that explains what's going on. You know, it just, it just doesn't happen that way and it really revolves around this group of friends who are like protecting their one friend you know okay um and and she can see she can see this thing coming towards her it looks like it looks like many different people it's like attacking them at one point and they're in a shed and it follows them to the shed when it busts through the door it's a different person. And then oh, they God. leave the shed and went. Yeah, totally. And it could look like anybody that you know, too. Fuck that. But like, only, like if you, only if you have encountered it can you see it. So all these crazy things are happening to people. They're getting smacked out of the way by nothing. But the main character, she can see what it looks like yeah okay yeah see i guess like my point of view on some horror has always been that like life is sort of scary enough i don't need another thing to like freak me out like a (laughs) external thing like i can freak myself out but i do feel like i've gotten to a point in life where like i'm not that scared of what happens i'm kind of like at peace with like whatever the fuck is going on yeah. And so, like, now it's kind of fun to add that. Like, I don't trip. It doesn't, like, permeate my psyche to, like, such a level. Right. And this is all very new. So maybe I'm just going to go fucking nuts this Halloween. And oh, watch yeah. Super scary shit. 
Maybe we'll I'm going to watch the motherfucking Conjuring. No, my God, I'm not watching that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> to bring it all the way back. Oh, my God. You should watch It Follows. That's my recommendation for you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think you would just really oh, like. Have you seen The Hunger, though? A long time ago. Okay. So, it, like, the plot doesn't add up, but, like, aesthetically, it is fucking so baller. And yeah. the, like, sex scene, the much-talked-about sex scene right. between Susan Sarandon and Catherine Deneuve, I just think it's, like, very cool. Yeah. Like, and hot. Yeah. So, and, like, everything Catherine Deneuve's wearing, it's, like, you know, right. this, like, 80s does 40s. Right. Thing that's oh, like yeah. very yeah, yeah, chic. Yeah. yeah. And we only get David Bowie for a little while, but it's right. still fun. And it starts I out remember, like in that very like eighties rock and roll, like but they're yeah. like very like old timey because she's like this old ass vampiress right. or something. Whatever the fuck she is. Yeah. It's so sick. I love it. Uh I will. I so I did want to watch something brand brand new, and so I did try out the Hellraiser reboot, and mm. it was not good. I don't know if Hellraiser is very appealing to me, though. I know, I, like, like every horror movie, saw it at some boy's house. Yeah, uh, I mean the original Hellraiser, the first two Hellraiser movies, um, really just kind of revolve around you know, one little set of characters and it's kind of like a soap opera between all of them. It's more like an episode of the twilight zone. This Hellraiser movie, Mm. it is like a, a, a group of like young people that are all friends, but you don't really know them. And they're like, so peripheral. Like there's some people who are just obviously there to get killed, but mm-hmm. it also is like, that's not what the original Hellraiser movies were about. It, they, they turned it into more of a slasher movie uh, or like a final destination thing where it's kind of like, well, you're next. And it's like, yeah. well, that's very, very generic. Um, and I mean, I don't know what happened after Hellraiser three, as far as what they did, there's like a million Hellraiser movies, but, um, so I don't know if they're riffing off of some of those, but like, yeah, this was bad. It was, it was sort of like, if you make the wrong move, you know, it's like, that's like, that could have been what it follows is. You know, they could have they could have dumbed that down and and just turned it into a whole like young person, teenage sex romp where every person was like going to be the next victim. And how are they going to get killed? What creative, inventive way, you know, we're instead of keeping it simple. It's so boring. It's like, oh, that's the thing. Horror movies became about how crazy of a death you could have. Yeah, exactly. it, It looks okay. So also. The Cenobites, those are the creatures who come from hell to get you. They look mm-hmm. amazing. The, the 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 creature design is incredible. It looks really beautiful. It's it's very like elegant, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but it oh my god, that movie has no style. It looks like, like a car no point of view. It just looks like a car commercial. 
Oh, God. Yeah. It's Nothing bad. worse than Talk, that. Yeah. It, I mean, that's like the difference between like a Japanese commercial director and an American commercial director. You know, it's like you've moved oh, on. Sure. You, 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 you moved on well, from and- this. To make that? Oh, my God. That dude that directed The Favorite, which is, like, one of my favorite films. Oh, yeah. What's I his love fucking that movie. Face? Yeah. What's his name? I can't remember. Directed The Lobster. Yeah. Um, yeah, I He loved... was a commercial director in Greece. Right. Oh, Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah. He's incredible. Uh, those wide-angle shots that are just so, oh. just, like... Fisheye. Obscuring everything. Just using Which that. Which would make fucking... me crazy under any other, you know. Right. It just works. It's a choice and it's, it's a, there's a reason for it. It's a bold choice because that can look like very dated and corny. Or like pretentious. Yeah. Or like weird fashion. I'm thinking of like fashion shit that like would do that and was right. like very goofy or like music videos. It was like of an era. Right. That's like not the most aesthetically interesting. Right. It was just like, oh, just throw a fisheye on it and it'll make it like oh. something. Well, that's, it wasn't it wasn't fisheye. It was it was just like the widest angle you can get before you get into like using a lens that has like a fisheye effect or something like that. It's it just pretty close to fishy. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like you're right yeah. on the edge of that. No, it was amazing. <laughs> it felt pretty close to fishy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I've been watching all horror things this week. The only other thing that's left for me yeah. is uh, fucking this The Watcher show. Wait, hold on. What, what was you watched the 1932 James Whale? Oh, yes. Yeah. Which right before like when you called I was watching Queer for Fear, which is another documentary series on Shudder that is about the queer relationship to horror. And oh. they were talking about the James Whale movie House on a Hill. Oh. Is, that, is that what it is? The old dark house. Old dark house. Yeah. They were just talking about how campy it is. Almost nothing happens. It's not even that scary, except for the idea of like, I mean, the first part was making me feel anxious because it was like Uh these old ass cars, 30s cars driving in like a crazy rainstorm on like shitty roads. I was like, yeah, this is (laughs) fucking petrifying. Like I've been on like a dark, scary road in a modern car when it's raining and I'm like unsettled. What's up with the infrastructure here? God, where are they? fucked up but then it's like (laughs) looks pretty fishy to me yeah (laughs) it's like pretty ominous but it's like it all gets tied up pretty neatly pretty quickly but it's like it's fun you know it's fine it's a fine it was cool to see something from the 30s i was like oh that's the dude from nanushka who's like later in HUD with like Paul Newman Uh and won an Oscar for it. Like, well, this was this was post Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. And it was James Whale's uh, fourth and final film for Universal. Uh huh. This is what I just learned. 
Oh, damn. I retained it. And, well, it was uh, pretty good. He, and it followed my house theme. All the things yeah. about houses. Uh, which also made the... me think of, I do watch scary stuff sometimes because this year, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but someone mentioned Night Gallery. There's like an episode about a woman who has been like dreaming of a house and then she yeah. sees the house. That I think one? I, uh, I have told many people about that and I probably told you about it. Okay, so I watched it and it scared yeah. the shit out of me, but I also loved it and like <laughs> yeah. night, night gallery in general. So that's like another house one. Another house you one, yeah. You could just yeah. make like a horror house fucking weekend. Yeah. You could do a whole Stay in your house like, month, and watch scary of, house shit. A month of programming with just haunted houses. Oh, it's so, yeah, there's something about it. Okay, so let me see. If I were going to put together a double feature or maybe a triple mm-hmm. feature for a Halloween weekend for, okay. I would say, let's see. Okay. Let me, let me see if I can pull this out of the hat. Uh, Poltergeist would be a great place to start. <sighs> just, uh, just maybe this isn't classic. just, maybe this isn't for you, but just in general, uh, classic Poltergeist, uh, Toby Hooper also directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the fun house. What's another haunted house one? Uh, throw that episode of Night Gallery in there. That's you know? what I was going to say. You could throw that in there like a little buffer for like a little like 45 minutes. It's minute, really fucking hour. spooky. Yeah. I think it's like season one, episode four or something like that. Uh, what's another house one? Yeah, it's called The House slash... Oh, it's uh, season one, episode three. It's called The House. It's called The House. Yeah. Uh, I did watch the remake of Black Christmas, which is a film from... The original is like 1973, I believe, uh, directed mm-hmm. by Bob Clark, who later went on to direct uh, the Christmas classic um, Christmas Story. Oh, yes. Um, But Black Christmas uh, remake, I really enjoyed. Did not expect to enjoy that. It's from 2009 or 2006. I can't remember. Uh, But that's in a house and it is very the the terror is specific to that house. It's a sorority house. Uh, Really loved the way that went down. Uh, What's another one? Let me see. One more. Hmm. Houses, houses, houses. I mean, I literally, houses. Uh, there's so many. Or The Watcher. I'm saying the first couple oh, okay. episodes of The Watcher are worth watching. Um, there's clearly going to be a season two. It's one of those. Okay. So, okay, let's go. And Mark. I was very proud of myself because the first couple episodes, they do like one of those like overdubbed voices of like scary guy reading a letter. Uh-huh. And I was just like, that shit fucks me up. And I was like so proud of myself because like, do you know, didn't have nightmares. Right. Watched it at night. There was a moment where I was like, I'm turning this shit off. But otherwise right. I was all right. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll put that one on. I'm centered. I think I might need to, I don't know, kind of on the fence about whether or not I want to watch Halloween. I've oh. seen it so many times. Oh, the new one, though? Uh, 
What about the new one? I have seen the new ones, but not Isn't in the theater. Isn't there a brand, brand new one? Yeah, there's a, that's like the end of this new trilogy. Oh, got it. I mean, we don't need to get into all that. It's No, we don't. It's it's whatever. It's money for those people. For sure. They're fine. God bless. Uh, what's her face? Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I'm here for her. Yeah. Yeah. No, she can get rich. That's fine. I like her. Oh, yeah. Totally. I like her, I like her well enough. Anything else for spooky Halloween? Spooky Halloween. I don't know. The news. Watch the news. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Scroll through your uh, social media. Oh, yeah, we're all in a horror. Boo. This is the horror. Yeah. I mean, I'll oh, always, if, if anybody is like a, is a horror 101 fan, I, rec- I always will recommend like Night of the Living Dead as a starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, Halloween is a good starter. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that's like more of an advanced starter if you think you Ugh. can handle, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm going well, to shit. Happy Los Halloween. An- yeah, happy Halloween. I'll be in Los Angeles on Halloween weekend. I'll be here in New York City, though I thought I was going to be in L.A., but I job oh, yeah, that's got right. pushed. Yeah. But... Oh, I hope well, everyone meow, has meow. a great, spooky, haunted house time. Yeah, bye, Blanche. <laughs> bye, Blanche. Oh, wait. oh, and you're Paul. You're Paul. And you're at, I, you at, you don't want to go in there on Instagram. Yeah, that sounded pretty fishy. You're Caroline <laughs> at womanhood. <laughs> yep. And we are release underscore pod on Instagram and release stop pictures on the internet. Happy Halloween. Don't eat a razor blade. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.